welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are back almost end of January, but Happy New Year's. We are talking all the things we've learned since our last pod, which was in 2021. We are talking managers once again. Claudio Ranieri is gone and Roy Hodgson is back. We'll see how Rockford do. We've got front three, back four, results league and uh, probably just a bit of a catch up. Let's go. Right, so um, I was going to start this thing that you said, Dan, but I can't remember it. What was it again? <laughs> no. Oh, it was about um, if you lose to Watford, you basically lose your job no matter what team. There you go. There you go. So no, not Watford. Norwich. Sorry, Norwich. Norwich. If you lose to Norwich. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you lose to Norwich, you go, which is um, what happens to Claudio Ranieri. So actually, I, I, I probably shouldn't start with that because I want to start with a list, as we said, um, if that's all right with you. Is that right, boys? Yeah, I had a great Watford stat, Ranieri stat, though, so I'll save it. Oh, save that, save that. Right, so, right, I wanted to just do, it has been a long time, and um, sorry to the fan out there who um, has been missing our episodes. Um, we've had no more views on anything that we've done, so it's important that we do this pod. Okay. <laughs> um, so My mum really missed it. So Yeah, I know, I know, I know. She told me, she told me, she missed it, she texted me, she DM'd me, you know, Um no, um, yeah, so I've just written a list and I asked you guys to do the same things we've learned since our last pod. Um, shall I go ahead with that? Yeah. Just, on, just yeah, stop yeah. me or, or just say what you want if, 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 if you feel free to. Um, the first thing I, I've, that I've thought was that Chelsea aren't as good as I thought they were and Wolves are much better than I thought they were. I mean, Wolves are much better than Mark gave him credit for at the start of the season. He put them in yeah. the bottom three. Well, I... I did, I think, well, I put him in the bottom three because one, I weren't sure how uh, Raul Jimenez would come back because he's actually come back and he's, and he's quite decent. And yeah, Wolves are just very solid at the back. Like they've probably got one of the best defences in the league and it's just, uh, yeah, I didn't see that coming. So I thought, well, struggling to score and I didn't realise how good defensively they were. I thought that was recipe for disaster but they've yeah definitely been been proved wrong there well under Nuno they were pretty good defensively isn't it I think the, the thing gone what then no I was gonna say about Nuno I, I think new part of one of my things was I think Nuno has been found out a little bit because actually I think they, they've got in a brand new keep so they were all talking about how fantastic their keeper was last time they brought Sai and then he's just been just as good Connor Cody's like the greatest defender of all time somehow in the Wolves team I just don't know how and Roman Sice is like some godlike yeah. defender who isn't even a defender I don't even understand I know as soon as and the, the, the thing that gets me with Sice is as soon as you put him in your team he's out he's yeah, not playing yeah. I don't understand <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just they they don't the eye test because <laughs> yeah. like Connor Cody obviously got at the England call up so so you initially think, all right, I'll keep a, a slightly closer eye on him. But just maybe they, they just don't pass the eye test. But then when you actually look over many games, you're like, well, they've got a lot of clean sheets. They've had, they've had like seven out, six out of seven clean sheets in their last games or something. Like, it's insane. Yeah. They, the, last, the last you match I saw. A team put their body on the line like that. Like when you, the Wolves are fairly boring to watch. They've got a bit more exciting recently, but they're genuinely boring to <laughs> most of the time. But they, if you actually watch their games, which since they're nil-nil, they throw their body on the line for literally everything. Like their defenders are flying all over the place, and their their middle two, Moutinho and um, Neves, are just quality. Yeah, goal, they really goal. they really missed a beat with Bruno Lage, have they? What do you mean, Mister? Well, I mean they were a good side under Nuno, and you say he's found out for whatever reason. You know, put aside whether you think he's a good manager or not, they were pretty good sides under uh, Nuno's and. You know, no one ever wants to change manager and you always think things are going to change. But I don't know if they've demonstrably changed. They, I don't even know if... Maybe it's just because I, they're doing work, man. I don't even know if they're better. Uh, sometimes they're sometimes the, I allow myself to think they're, they're slightly better, but they're certainly, they're certainly the Wolves that was been the same Wolves, what, the last two seasons? They're pretty... They're just... They're just solid. I mean, Triore is, is massively overrated consistently, fine. But they just, they just know exactly what they're trying to do out there. Yeah, they've got a good system. 
they all they all talk the same language, which helps. <laughs> Not English. Yeah. And uh, they just keep going. Yeah, it's just relentless. All right, I've got another point. I realize I, what I learned is that uh, during this period is that I want Palace to do well. It's just that simple as that. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. I've never really thought much of Palace outside. They're really quick and they're pretty shit. And I had not much interest in them. But this one, and maybe it's because of Patrick Vieira or just I've watched a lot of them lately. I try and make a point of it. I just like how they play. It just seems like they all are playing for each other, playing for the manager. They want to play football. There's none of this boring shit. And and I don't know, just enjoying it. Is I mean, it, if you is get because they're uh, no longer the Wilf- the Wilfred Saha team. Why I like them or... Yeah, because they used to be. Like, if you ever watched Palace, it was like, if Zaha wasn't playing, they were terrible. If he was playing, it would come down to whether he he played well or not. So... Well, even even with him, they just seem to be a bit more cohesive as a team. That's all, really. To me, at least. Have you watched When uh, when Eagles Fly or When Eagles Dare? There's a Netflix or Amazon Prime, I think it might be, documentary. No, too, too, too hooked on Cobra Kai at the moment. I was going to say, Eagles just smakes yeah. you Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> but it is good. It's actually what do you good. think? It's pretty good. Like the, the, the current chairman and the owner of Crystal Palace, like you, it's all about how the, the four of them, basically they were just fans. And like Crystal Palace was about to go into administration. They just turned up and like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let's see what we can do. And they've, how they've turned it around and how they keep turning it around. It was the whole time of Dougie Friedman. It's really interesting. And that kind of made me quite interested in Crystal Palace ever since I watched that last year. But um, I mean, I was... I was certain they were going to struggle this year. I just thought new manager lost most of their experience in their squad, really young team, bunch of lonies. I was like, could go either way. They've, they've done really well. Well done to them. See, I don't, I wouldn't say they're as young as you'd think, really, because they do have some experienced players. They've got some established Premier League players. I think the biggest unknown was what would Patrick Vieira do? And, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if maybe in my head I would have lumped them together with Henri and think, oh, they might be similar. Whereas Patrick Vieira clearly is a good manager to some degree, you know, however successful will be, who knows, but he certainly has something to him. And, yeah, he, yeah, he has a way of playing, which seems to be the what you need to be a good manager these days. Whether you're actually good or not doesn't matter. As long as you have a method and a way, everyone's happy. Well, that's, 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 I think that's sports altogether. You have to have an identity. You have to know what you intend to do when you go out there. And they have an intention and you win or lose with that. I mean... It never, that never used to be the case. Like Gary Neville talked about that. When he, he was like, Man United for those years... It wasn't like okay, we're going to play possession football. We're going to play it. It was just we're going to win. Well, I think that's I think that's why Man United and Alex Ferguson were who they were because they their skill was, and it's kind of similar to like the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick. It's like we don't have a way of playing. We play the team that we're playing against, and we can adapt. We've got smart players, and we can shift. The thing is, you couldn't ask say Crystal Palace or most other teams to play a different way because most players don't really have the intelligence to play outside of what they know, is it? And, you know, going back to the Man United. So that's what I would say to that, really. Uh, I don't know. No, one, no one's going to be the Man United. You can't really hold them to that standard, innit? Maybe. I've got another point, yeah. if, unless you guys want to jump in. Go on. Um, Man City aren't enjoyable to watch. Well, I didn't learn that. I just think it's good to emphasise that constantly. I was say, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, we all knew that already. Yeah, it's That's just tough. Can't out any it's tough. I, I, I tried to. I tried to. You know, I spent this time trying to watch a lot of football, and I just can't. I just can't do it. Yeah. I just can't sit down and watch them for a full game. I just can't do it. There's, there's, I, I watch almost anything. I watch almost anything except for Man City. It's just. It's just not even enjoyable. I don't know why. What is it? It's they're like a wrestler in cage fighting who doesn't go for a finish. Do you know they're like they win the like five rounds to nil and the other guy's like perfectly okay but just has just been crowds booing while yeah. the, the other guy's getting mauled and you're like he's winning the fight i just don't like what i'm watching yeah he's just, yeah. exactly exactly what's that's funny like. as well, so well played. I, I wrote down on one of my things of what i've learned guardiola has completed his project of turning the premier league into the spanish and german league see so, i i think people have been desperate for that but liverpool are not far behind city they're like um, 14 points behind us. It's stupid, aren't they? No, but it's one of those because because on my list of what I realised... They're nine points behind. That's, with a, game that's, a big, that's a big jump. With a game in hand. And um, Salah's back for the next game. So... Um, oh, are you so joking? I'm, oh, my days. Mane, Mane's back. Salah, 
we'll be back. But if Egypt make it all the way, um, yeah, you won't play. It'll be touch and go. But um, <clears throat> yeah, because one thing I I I dislike is um, uh, games in hand. I I I used to not be too bothered by it, but this year it's just really bugged me. Like yeah, it really has. You've actually been talking a lot about how pissed off you are the fit that these games are like too yeah. many games at hand. So you've got like Chelsea have played twenty four, and then you've got Burnley who have played eighteen. Like that's too big. That's, that's <laughs> I'm, I'd be more than happy if Burnley played zero. Like I, I could care yeah. That's true. But but yeah, and the thing is, is because some of the big games have been. Postponed. So I'm trying to look at the top four and I'm like, well, Arsenal could catch us, Tottenham could catch us, but then their game in hand is against each other. So then you've got to work out what result you want from that game in hand. And yeah, it's it it has uh bugged me a lot. And i and one and at one point City had two games in hand on on Liverpool. So like it made the city look like they were running away with it a lot more than they were. And I think because Liverpool were missing Mane and Salah. No one expected them to win their game in hand. Mm. So. Can I just jump in one there? One, uh, one, one thing I learned is that um, Arsenal have lost their mojo. I think they had their spell in the season where, you know, a, a few weeks back where, all right, we might make top four. I'm not as convinced anymore. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice Arsenal's emotions have plateaued a bit because normally they win a few. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then when they lose a few... There's a lot of hate, but I actually feel like there. I'm not hating. Where, I'm just saying. I'm yeah, just thinking. Just, it is what it is. They went on. They went on a good run. They're not really being helped by Aubameyang. Um, this the situation of he. Yeah, he, it seems like he wants out, and it seems like Arsenal want him out. Um, I, I, I must admit that he he got sent home from the African nations with a heart problem. And then Arsenal said there was no issues. And then a, an interview later was like, he could use this time to put himself in the, sh- the shop window. So I was like, oh, I wonder if that health check was, was influenced by they want to get him out the door. So, exactly, uh, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Anyone else? Well, the thing I learned about Arsenal is the, is the thing that I always thought. Burn Leno is terrible. He's the worst keeper in the league. Uh, He's been it for years. It's now official. He won't even get another game. Uh, worst in the league. All right, let me go on. Carry on. Let me just have a look here now. I learned David De Gea's still got it. That's, yeah, uh, I was on my list. De Gea's good again. Uh, yeah, and and I've, and for me, I, I love it because like he was three time player of the year for us, and then probably had two two and a half seasons where he was a bit ropey. He cost us, I think it was the FA Cup. Um. Yeah, he was a bit ropey. So I just, I'm just pleased because this time last year it was all about get Henderson in the team, get get the hair out, and um, yeah, I'm I'm pleased to see him doing well because it's a shame for Henderson though because I think Henderson could easily nail down an England spot, and we kind of need to sort that out before the World yeah. Cup comes around. There was just some some red flags that weren't there. There was a. I can't remember the goal where the guy ran from the halfway line and he was like a school kid. He was a, he weren't in the middle of the goal. He was out off t- to one side. He didn't yeah, come yeah, out. It was yeah. like I can't remember who scored it, but I just remember thinking that's a red flag that he was he, he looked like a deer in the headlights. Dan, can I offer you Melier and any Norwich goalkeeper worse than Burnt Leno? Absolutely. I'll take Melier in a heartbeat over Burnt Leno. Uh, what do you like think, Mark? I, 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 I like Melier. You think he's good? Yeah, he gets a hard rap because he has to make 28 saves a game. But like he's because he's got no defense in front of him. But he's a good keeper. I, I don't think Newcastle have the best keepers. I'm trying to. Bravka, I would take. Bravka's good. Oh, yeah, I like the Bravka. Yeah, they, they, well, I was just looking through the teams, and you know, the Premier League usually has, I think, really good goalkeepers. I, 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 so as far as I can remember, maybe like 15, 20 years, I always felt the Premier League's pretty strong yeah. goalkeeper-wise. Yeah, maybe just because it's the one position. It's like saying all left-backs are good, isn't it? It's like such a weird niche position. All English right-backs are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe Leno is... Um, he might be the worst. I mean, he's not a starter now, is he? So, come on, he's yeah, a backup good, goalkeeper. Finally. See, this is, this is what I've been saying for years. Get rid of he is. Literally, but that was more more because Ramsdale was was so much better than we we yeah. realised. So yeah, you talk about England needing a, a, a number one keeper. Ah, oh, he has to be in the conversation. True, true yeah, true. 
give you that. That's probably I've, I've, I've got a good one. I've got a good one. Yeah. The African Cup of Nations is unwatchable. Yeah, um, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping it lights up now. It depends. Did you watch the game with no goalkeeper? That was brilliant. <laughs> Did you see? Did you see him try to make a save with no arm? <laughs> yeah. He forgot he was a goalkeeper instead of a what a, a fullback, and he yeah. went to save with his hands behind his back. Wait, you remember I sent you that? Uh, I sent you a clip before the African Nations where they made that announcement. Um, it was at a news article, and they were like, "Because even if you've got no keepers in your squad because of COVID, you still have to play." And I was saying, "Oh," and then Edward Mendy got injured, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to end badly." And of course, it happened, and they played some left back. He was their only potential goalkeeper what team was this was this uh the team playing senegal yes it was the two nil senegal he made a few decent saves he fair. did he did as well he did as well the funny thing is like I was, i've just got this other um whatsapp group and it's like people want some guy was writing um a lot of people think that the african cup of nations isn't treated with a lot of respect but it's a fucking shit show of an organ like of a of a, uh, of a tournament yeah, it's like, not had... blaming the teams and not blaming the players necessarily, but the fucking thing's a joke. But the stuff that's gone on in that game, that... eight people um, died. That's what someone yeah, said. There was the cr- the crush of the fans. There's the uh, which. Do you know what? I've I put that down to restricted seating in stadiums because like the same thing happened here in the Euros. People cop on that they've not sold out a stadium, big tournament being hosted. Uh, what do they expect? And these governing bodies try and do it on the cheap. They're getting these. Yeah, low paid like staff who don't who don't care. They're not they're not gonna risk like well, I wouldn't want it, them to risk their lives, but then they don't care. So they had the Egypt Nigeria game where the ball was flat for the first 30 minutes. They had the, the referee <laughs> thing was the a ref, who said he had sunstroke. Mark told me that one was that the guy that blew the, the whistle or the 18th? Yeah, no, there was a rest that blew the whistle five minutes early. Yeah. And then he did it one minute early, 89 minutes, right, Mark? Yeah, he done it yeah. twice in the same game. Yeah, so, but he, yeah. there was five minutes stoppage time. Was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then there was one of the games, the BBC coverage has been shocking. So they put the, the coverage on 10 minutes before kickoff, but one of the games they put on five minutes into the match and it was already 1 0. It was. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so there was obviously Mane's incident. That, that that's why I asked if it was that game because Mane got the re- the keeper got sent off, but he knocked Mane out, and he was out cold. And then they sort of got him up, said to him, "You're fine," and then <laughs> carry on playing. <laughs> and the guy clearly didn't know where he was for the first ten minutes. And like, that is terrible. I mean, yeah. it is it is really bad. It's not painted them in good light, has it? No, has it always what, been like this, or is it just this year? It's particularly shit. I don't know because I never watch it. That's why it's a learning for me because you know I know it's a tournament. I just I just never took well, I think any attention. Previously, it would have. I don't know what it was on years ago. I, I imagine like Eurosport or something. But um, yeah, I, I tried to watch it this year. I was I was a bit interested, but the Egypt Nigeria game really put me off. I was like, oh, it, was, yeah. it was terrible. Like then. But Egypt's, I thought, were terrible, but they, they seem to be scraping through. They knocked Ivory Coast out yesterday. I so. think Morocco will might knock them out next round. We'll see. I like, I fancy Morocco. I really like him. Uh, just Hakimi is just sick. Just... Who was the other team? Yeah, you Algeria. I remember. Oh, well, they, they well. <laughs> yeah, they were like the, Tur- the Turkey of. Uh, uh, something nuts, yeah. It was like the... even if that, the equivalent would have been Italy coming into the Euros unbeaten for three years and then lost every game. That, that is the equivalent of what yeah. happened. I just remember Turkey being everyone's dark horses for the Euros. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we all read them. We all read the same articles. Like ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Anyone else got any points? Um, yeah, my top one is um, Declan Rice. Turns out is the best midfielder in the Premier League. Do you know what? You might be fucking right. You might be right. He's I, 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 I don't know what I was. I was for the last couple of seasons. I've I've never quite got the Declan Rice thing. I never thought he was a bad player. But I always thought that he might have been a bit overrated, uh, particularly with, I think, some of the conversations around him being, you know, going to Man United and stuff. And I actually would have, but I actually would have held him and kind of like uh, Tom, uh, Tom in, in in the same standing as a young player who, in the same position, he might do well. Declan Rice is incredible. He's incredible. He, he's so good. He's one of those players where I think he could play most positions on the pitch. He's so smart, technically astute. And I just, I just hope it's just one of those things where I just hope for England's sake he's someone that does follow through him and and is excellent for him because he is, he's all of it. He's everything you want yeah. in a player. He was brilliant in the in the uh, 
uh, Euros. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. And he's carrying absolutely. that on, and he's just getting better. <sighs> I think he's getting good coaching, and he's getting uh, better. Good coaching and a position. Like, he's yeah. saying he could play anywhere. I think that's the fear. I think that's what the difference with him and McTominay is, is he's got his position, and he's trying to perfect his trade there. He's a, he's, I don't even know if he is quite a, a defensive mid. He's just a centre mid, didn't he? He's just... Yeah, I know he's he, got the, he's a six. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think they'll place him there, but he also has that ability to turn face fu- face forward and pass well, through balls. But I think yeah. Mark's right. He is nailing down like yeah. England team and whatever team he plays. That is the he'll be in a in a holding two. He'll be the he'll be one of them. Absolutely, and he's just amazing. He knows when to go and when to not. He knows when to when to take chances. When he's got um, you know, get in the box. When he's got to stay back. He, he just seems to have. Have it all going, yeah. I'm with you, Dan. With you. Um, do you want another one? Please. Um, Iwobi is still the worst signing of the last five years. That's funny. That's great. Why? Why did you? How did you just learn well, that? Well, I mean, I, I knew he was, but I wondered if he was still going to be. But you've now got Everton doing terribly. They had no one fit, and they were playing Anthony Gordon, and they were playing some other youth player. And some he cannot get in that team because he's. And then when he did, he was absolutely useless. That has to go down, I think, for what was it, 28 million? One of the worst signings in, in history. That's, I, I, that's a bit heavy handed. So but yeah. He was always bad. I mean, that's a bit heavy handed. But yeah, he was. I mean, I always thought he was shit when he was at Arsenal, to be fair. Um, and he's probably just proven yeah. that he's just not good. 30 million nearly. 30 million pounds for him. Price tags are price tags. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? You can't always attribute the cost. Maybe. I don't know. Tomorrow Gray cost them, what, 8 million? No, that's good business. Not English. Um, one for me is I fear Newcastle may become the real deal. Um, mainly well, well, did that, did that Chris Wood signing just make you think? No, oh, they signed that Portuguese guy to them, and they, today, yeah, the guy that Arsenal wanted, Gimeras, yeah, yeah, Gimeras. So, um, so yeah, so the Chris Wood one was just strategic because they basically relegate Burnley by doing that. So, yeah. it's rather than him keeping them up. They, they secure one of the places to go down. Um, Norwich seem to be on a bit of form, but like now they're making signings to make it look like they're not even worried about relegation anymore. It's like, we'll sign Chris Wood. That's, that's relegation sorted. And now we'll try and work our way up. So uh, There's something about the Newcastle one. And maybe it's because it's a, another team that's going to be ahead of Arsenal. But I, I don't know. I just hate it. I just hate it. I don't I like know, this I one. Well. I don't like I want, this one. I want them to go down. I want Everton to go down and Burnley to go down. And I'm like... Everton. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see Roy Hodgson keep Watford up. And then, then you start running out of teams who could go down. And, and then, realistically, you're looking at Leeds or Brentford. And I'm like... Roy, Roy Hodgson is just going to turn Watford into Crystal Palace with Saar being their Wilfred Zaha. As soon yeah. as Saar comes back, he's just going to build the exact same function. But he once he got Palace out of the bottom three he never went back into it so. yeah oh, and I don't doubt yeah. he's fine like he's a good manager he'll organise them he'll do his shit but it's Watford like he does normally take a couple of yeah he does but he's so old he, he probably don't mind like a short term job he's probably don't even know what he's doing he's so old well, he's, he's, was he 75 <laughs> I mean it's pretty old to be taking did he not retire though did he not actually retire <sighs> guess not know. Jesus Christ anyone else Biden on in 2024 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. Uh, what else have I got down here? Uh, money has finally won football in all the top major leagues. Money has finally won football? Yes. So mm. I was looking at the odds for each of the top five leagues and the winners. This was not a random learning. You've just looked this up, haven't you? No, no, no. I've written this down because I was looking at it like this week of like what's ha- happening. And I think money has finally won. So it's been winning for a long time. It's fine. So you look at the odds. So Bayern are 95% chance of winning the league this year PSG based, this is based on the odds of them winning based on how far ahead they are PSG at 95% Real Madrid are at 88% Man City are at 88% the only potential either of them Inter is at like 70 something percent they're the only potential where there's going to be anything but money is just in the same way it's happening in the world with the rich getting richer the same thing is happening in football and in the top leagues and the money is just flooding to the top and it's just getting a bigger gap and it's what's it, really what's- What's the odd for Union Saint Gilois to win? Well, yeah, when you look at some of those, the, the, but that is the irony of that is that's because they've got all the money. 
because they're owned by the bloke who, uh, by Tony Bloom, who owns Brighton. So that's, that's funny. Why. It just made me think, like, I need to move to Belgium, boy, because the exchange rate, you must live like a king if the, the owner of Burnley is just the richest owner in, in the Belgium <laughs> League, isn't it? Right. Of uh, Brighton, rather, yeah. yeah but that's I mean, funny. he's a pretty wealthy guy in Star, Star Lord Labs, whatever it's like, a, that gambling company. He's, he's pretty wealthy. Well, he ain't paying Brighton for it, is he? Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know. He's paying Potter for a seven-year contract. He's, they, they don't. They, to be fair, Brighton do buy players. They do spend. They just don't. Yeah, but you're talking like that the, he's got enough money to be a super team. No, he's not. He's not like a shake from Abu Dhabi. But oh. he's got enough money to run a club in Belgium. Right? Come on. Yeah. There you go. Anyone else? All good. Yeah, I think that yeah. was that was pretty much all of it. Good. So just going to uh, Claudio Ranieri, another sack in. What's that? The twenty-third manager fired this season something like that it just made me think like when, with his one in particular because I didn't you know we, we spoke about managers before Christmas I think we did a, a, a thought about that one the one the reason why this one um, came to mind is because how can a manager like Claudio Ranieri who won the league in one of the most unlikely situations in in sporting history do what he did with Leicester City but is unable to keep Watford up or even keep his job in the process. Like it's, it's we, I think before I'd said that, you know, we are talking about Pep Guardiola and him being a manager and I'd liken it to like a sports, you know, F1 racer. You can't just put a normal driver in an F1 car and, and it's got to be the right match, but surely a player like a manager, like Claudio Ranieri should be able to keep a team like Watford up. Or is it just, is it literally that circumstantial? Like is everything just based on luck? Is it all a fucking myth? Is it all an illusion? What what is it? Why why is it that Claudio Ranieri can't keep a Watford up? Uh, I think one, I think managers' influence over stuff is massively over overhyped. Like people think managers are like me playing FIFA on the on the PlayStation, where I have a controller and can can actually control the players. So quite often, if there's a lot going wrong the manager just gets the front and they think change the manager and it, and it will get better again. So he's probably <clears throat> walked into a club where maybe half the players are already checked out thinking they, they're going elsewhere or, or what. Um, so, yeah, so I think we, we do think managers have more influence than they, they really do. I think that's the first thing. Um, but yeah, you'd think someone like Ranieri because he won the league, Sometimes you, you you'd imagine if you put like a pep in Watford, the players even if they've checked out and won it, they'd think I can use this time to learn something. I could learn off the best. I could learn something new. So even if they just switched back on, even for a month, you'd think they'd be able to do that. So it's funny Ranieri don't have that that about him because yeah, if anything, they got worse under him. So. No, they they had some bad injuries. They haven't had their squad together. And there are a lot of issues with COVID for a number of his games. So I, he hasn't been given much time. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how yeah. many games he's played. How many games he had? Like, seven or eight, maybe? Like, really, not a lot. This is Watford's thing, isn't it? They're like, we want to get as many managers in as possible. When you take the Watford job, you know it's short term. Like, you, unless you go and win the league, you, it's short term. You're going to be out soon. So I think part of the problem with that way of running a club is that. You, the manager gets basic has no say on anything because why should why would they because they're going to be gone soon and the players know that and so as you said Mike, if you've got, already got a bunch of players who are half checked out or things start going wrong people can't be bothered or results don't go their way everyone knows what's going to happen the manager's going to, whoever is is going to lose his job and then a new one will come in and maybe they'll be all right the thing the worst thing about it is it keeps working like they keep doing it and it keeps working for them. I mean, that's true. It's like their process for whatever it is keeps working for their their want to just stay in the Premier League. Yeah. Like so Watford, Chelsea on steroids, isn't it? Well, yes, yeah, it really is. Watford, my stat was, Watford have had eight managers since Burnley last had a red card. But they're so physical. <laughs> I just, I, I saw that and I just loved that. I thought it was great. Eight that, managers. Is, that is a really good stat. I mean, it's good on Burnley for not getting any red cards, but... I mean, how, how, do you know how long that time spans? Well, how long they had eight managers? They, in, a couple of seasons ago, they went through four in one season. So there's probably over the last... You know, one when they were in the championship, I felt like it was five. They were on Maybe a fifth a manager. So, yeah, that's probably yeah. over the last two and a half seasons. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. Mm. Um, 
Oh, it's just ludicrous. Like, I mean, and they've even brought the same ones back and then fired them. I just don't know. I don't know what Rohotian's thinking. Maybe he's just bored. And he's like, well, I'll just take this for a bit, see how it goes. And then, you know. Well, I think, I think it's just, it's just a, I think it's just for Roy Hodgson. It's just a job at the end of the day. It's not, he knows he's not going to be there with so much pressure. You know, he's going to probably go through the same drills he does at every club he does and hopes that it kind of works out. Because for him, if they get relegated, it don't mean shit to him, does it? Yeah. and some are, well, That's why you hire a 79-year-old versus a 35 to 40-year-old who has ambition. Yeah, but they also know the, the game. So, like, the thing with Ranieri is, like, as you say, there was... Covid, etc. But <clears throat> it's winning game. There's certain games you will win. You're not going to get sacked as a Watford manager for losing to City or to Liverpool. Yeah. But he lost to Brentford. If you lose to Norwich. He lost to Norwich. Lose to Norwich. Yeah. He, he lost. He lost to Norwich. He lost to Brentford. He drew with Newcastle. It was like they're the ones that get you up. Like, and I remember it was like Big Big Sam used to always say they they circle the games they have to win. Yeah. 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 David Moyes had a similar thing at Everton. He was like, we have to win these ones. We'll try to win these ones. And the rest, the, the other fixtures are bonus. So um, I, I think that's where, where it's gone wrong. And, and maybe Hodgson has that now to know when this is the one we have to win. So mm, there you are. Yeah, maybe. Good luck to Roy. Um, yeah. Um, I've gone. I was going to say, I think it'll do well. What's well? Uh, I think there'll be that. It's only because I can see him going. Will he keep him up? Go on, I'll commit. Yeah, he's going to keep him up. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> What's well? It'll do well. It's like, yeah. Do you know what? I think Roy Hodgson will do well because I think everyone in there will like him and say he's a good guy. It's like, I <laughs> know. Oh, I think I think you'll look at Watford as an improved team. Once he's there, like you're, you're like, oh, okay, Watford are, are not not that bad. Well, that's an interesting one because I I would think they would be an improved team, but I think they'll be harder to watch because it would just be, let's get through this game and try and get the points where we can, isn't it? Yeah, essentially, I, I don't keep scoring. I don't care. Yeah, I don't really um, associate Hudson with bad football. Though. It's not. Really? I was yeah, just thinking he might be a bit more pragmatic, but it's, I mean, it's not good football. Let, no, you know no, that. he doesn't. It is the word. It is pragmatic football for sure. Yeah, I don't see it as I've, I. I never watch his team thinking he's sold it as a good style or a bad style. Like I don't. I know what you mean. I think you like you, sometimes you watch because I don't quite understand Norwich, right? But when you watch them, it's a tough watch for a shit team. Not like Man City's a good team, but they're tough to watch because. I don't know. They're just they're just difficult. Like it's a boring. That's why. Yeah, I, I can't watch Norwich. I, I find Newcastle difficult to watch. Everton. Can't watch Burnley. Everton. Ever. Yeah, Burnley. Might as well just fuck off. Like Burnley's tough to watch. Well, you say that that Everton Villa game. I watched that on the weekend. That was great. That was a great game. And actually, yeah. Villa are pretty. <clears> I missed it. Well, I missed that one. But it, I do, for, the most for me, Everton fans are just the worst when they're at home because they don't have any songs. Of all their atmosphere is created about fouls, throw-ins, and corners. It's just arguing. Like that. Like there's no like. If you watch Leeds or Newcastle, they'll generate some atmosphere. But with Everton, it's all about the defensive. It's just like that's I, our throw. That's our free kick. That's our foul. I just think some fans don't care anymore. They're just giving up. I mean, they're falling out of love with football. Probably. But if you've called a throw the wrong way, that stadium will will light up. But but to just generate some 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 atmospheres like yeah did you did you see the game on it was it was televised the villa everton game because it was big dunk's first game obviously in charge again and the atmosphere was ridiculous so he was amazing everyone was going nuts and it was super loud even the commentators were like god it's loud in here they were loving it no well it's still lost is that an early (laughs) kickoff yeah, it was it was oh, okay. the yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah, Saturday morning kickoff. Um, but I mean, Everton were the better team in the second half. They could have scored a few goals if they had anyone that could put the ball in the net. But mm. uh, um, it was funny. Smashed them. I've got one one last point. Actually, I forgot one uh, one thing I learned that um, regardless of what happens with this pod, the results league might be a game for life because we did very well. Oh, we did it. We didn't miss a week. Unbelievable. But congratulations. I, I, I still don't know how. I feel like uh that's we must have done two fixtures one weekend because Yeah, I, was, I mean I was I was pretty I was pretty I was pretty on top of it for a period of time. I think 
I think one of you also kind of kept us on top at the beginning of Christmas or in around December. So I thought we'd lost it, but then obviously once we'd put it in, we'd be like, oh, bang on, got it. So good for us. Although the downside is I think because I hadn't paid too much attention to it, I've seemed to have slipped. So that's not great. Um, I thought you were going to say you you picked someone too many times. That was my feel. No, 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 no. no, Not being elated, I was worried. I was like... That's actually why I updated the sheet because I was just like, I don't know who to pick. Yeah, yeah. I, I was picking my, my zeros, hoping that I didn't uh, pick them twice in that period. So. Yeah. Um, I won't go through all the results and stuff like that because there's no point. Um, Danny from the lot, gone. No, what was I sent a summary, didn't I? What was the general update? I think I you think, got. I think you're points. still on the same amount of points. <laughs> no, I got, I got two. You got over the last like seven weeks or something. I got two. Mark got two, and I think Chris got four, something like that. Well, Mark must have got more than me because he's he's. I think I was winning before we probably had a look at it. Yeah, I think Mark's I got four points me. the weekend, the last pod. So for our like keen listeners who remember the last pod, that that fixture I got four points on, and then Mark's got Mark's got two points, three of the last four game weeks, which is. Pretty big for this game. Yeah, there's been a lot of away wins recently. That's all he does. That's all he does. I noticed that on the weekends that almost all the, all the games are away wins. I fucking weird. made a mistake of, and he goes against me picking Newcastle to beat Leeds. Me, mugging, should have stuck with my fucking. I'd, I'd realise I didn't pick Leeds to win at all. And there's a fucking reason why. Because they are shit. As I always say, they're a terrible team. They're fucking disgusting. You talk about a manager that has no clue and, and is like the exact antithesis of Alex Ferguson, Man United. We're going to play our way and no other way. And we're going to lose as well. Stupid. So I'm just looking in on these scores. So Mark, you've had four points twice. So that's a correct result and away win. So you've done that twice. Chris, you've done it once. I've not had any, but I do have two games in hand. Because, oh, yeah. uh, because of uh, we hate games in hand, <laughs> even in results league. Did the Spurs sure Burnley one not happen? Spurs Burnley still doesn't happen. No, Jesus Christ, that Burnley's gonna have like a, a quadruple game week. Yeah, it'd be nuts. Yeah, let's talk about something I'm good at. Let's talk about FPL, even though I missed bloody. Uh, well, no, no, hold on. Let's... It's just impossible to follow. It's just it's ridiculous. Well, look, we, we pick, as always, our timing's excellent with pods because we picked to restart it back when there's a huge international break and we've got no Premier League games for weeks. So, what are we going to talk about now that we started? But we should still go ahead and plow on with our next fixtures for um, yeah, game week 24. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I have not even looked. I've so. not looked either, so that's fine. Um, I, I know what I'm going to do, so I'll look at my time. Yeah, please, and go I, ahead. I'm going for, you know what they say, don't back the Tuesday game, but um, I'm going for Everton away to Newcastle. Did they say don't back the Tuesday game? No one's ever said well, that. No anyway. one said it now, but yeah, uh, let's start it. Um, I'm doing Everton to win away to Newcastle. So now Benitez is gone. I can finally pick Everton. Can you tap that in, Mark? Because I'm I'm still looking at the fixtures that I need to get on there. All right. Uh, yeah, I am too. Right. The only oh, that's amazing. I've picked every team to win now. That's good. I'm trying uh, to find a decent away fixture here, man. So I will do Everton two, Newcastle one. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Can I do the Burnley Watford fixture? Is that part of game week? No, 20? that was game week twenty-three. Ah, you bastards! Because that's my fixture, isn't it? That is, that is yours. But I'm just wondering if I can also piggyback off of that. Yeah, but not for this week. That's ridiculous. Why? Because it's a different week. You can't do that. That's like, all right, I'll just pick one from last week. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. It's not my game. You can do whatever you like. Uh, right. I'm just looking at who I've got to pick to lose. Yeah, that's the one Leicester makes. City and United to pick and Chelsea. Um, I've got one. Go on. I've got one. This is an easy one here. I'm going to pick Crystal Palace away to Norwich. And I'm going to go for a score of. Norwich been scoring, man. Ah, yeah, man. high flying Norwich. Yeah. Two yeah. wins in a row. <laughs> I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for um, 2 0. To, to Palace. Away. 
Okay. Back in so, the game, baby. Come on. Are Chelsea not? Ah, oh, Chelsea aren't playing. I'm just like looking for Chelsea. Like, where are they? Because I need to pick them to lose. Um, who else have I got to pick to lose? I got to pick Leicester or Villa. I think this could be a good week to pick. Well, Villa aren't playing either, so this could be a good week to pick Leicester to lose. Villa are yeah. playing. They're playing Leeds. Oh yeah. Oh, that's alright. I'm yeah, going to go with. Can, we can pick Liverpool twice. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to pick Liverpool to beat Leicester, um, and I'm going to go for a three-one Liverpool. Do you know what? I'm glad you've done that because because it's locked in, right? You can't change it. Liverpool three. Yeah. Yeah. One. yeah. Well, I mean, what what a waste of a pick. You could pick Liverpool twice. You do. You only do away fixtures for the monsters, surely? Only. No, but I've got to pick some of the bigger teams to lose, and I'd rather pick ones that I'm pretty sure they will. Because now I've got, I've still have got. Not, have you not United, learned City since the last Chelsea pod that Liverpool, Leicester are no longer one of the bigger teams? <laughs> Leicester, where are Leicester? Bottom half. Uh, they are currently in tenth, so they're bang in the middle. Yeah, but I'm not going to pick Man United to lose at Burnley, and I'm not going to pick City to lose at Brentford. So well, I'm how does this work? They got three or four games at hand because Chelsea's got 24 fixtures, and the rest are 23, 22, 21. They they played 20 games. How about that? Who Leicester? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've not been. I know they've not been great, and that's why I think they'll lose to Liverpool. That's my rationale. Burnley are six games behind Chelsea. Yeah, we we we've had, we've had this discussion. I've just learned about six though. Come on, six. <laughs> How can you run anything? Six games. Madness. Anyway, apparently there's another double game week coming up. Imagine they, six games, they might not get relegated. I Uh, might start. Who was it I was looking at? Chelsea have three blank game weeks out of four. Yeah, because they've got the Super Cup or whatever it is. um, Because they're on the Champions League. Fantasy football, then you want to talk about fantasy football? Is that right? We just talk about how much I'm beating you both by. Well, the, but I mean, we're not, coming after you. That's not the as much though, as you, not as much as you think. You always say you're 100 points clear. But it's more like yeah, seven. And I always, and I always win. Which... Well, Dan, Dan, how many, how many points did you get last game week? Uh, that's a good question. I have no idea. I haven't even looked. It's, You've it's got... currently on 21. So no, I'm on 25. Minus uh, four. Minus, minus, oh, minus four. four. Oh, what a terrible choice! I bought him Foster for minus four. What a shocker! Congrats. Well done. Okay. What well, about the week got, before, Dan? I've, no, no, this is still last week, because don't forget, it's a double game week. So, uh, uh, Remember the got, week before as well, I actually demolished both of you. I've, I've also got um, Ivan Tony to come in, because Regulon didn't play, and so that's seven more. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You might get more than me this week, then. That's but not more good. than me, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> well, Chris, you're getting beat by the um, all-talk, aren't you? Oh, just, just ahead. Well, that's what you get for captain in Dennis. That's me in it. I brought Dennis in, captain in. Classic Chris Luck here. Well, I captained him too. Everyone captain him. What a joke. Mark, do you know what I might do? If you give me enough money, I'm just going to pick all the players that Danny has, so they get nothing, and then you win. Because <laughs> that's the way this goes for me this season. I'm just the ultimate destroyer of all that's anything good in terms of points. I can't do anything. So I, I am my overall rank of a million is probably the worst. I think I've ever been in and I'm looking at my entire history of fantasy football. I don't think I've ever been that high. So this is the worst season I've ever had in my life. Of it's, a, it's a bad season though. Like, a terrible season. It's a bad season for it. Yeah, but there's still a million people doing better than me. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they got some people got to do better than you in something, right? True. Got to give everyone a chance. See what I'm saying? That's what out here. You're a million. I wonder where I'm at. I must be. I must be so bad. <laughs> You're last. <laughs> well, my overall rank is 3,800,075. Yeah. That's bad. So. <laughs> There's just a lot more players as well now. Fan- like, everyone starts the season with- on fantasy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but there's like, what, 7 million? But there's probably only about half. Of- there's, oh, there's, there's almost 9 million, million total players. Yeah, but only half of them will be real players. Half of them will be switched off. Yeah. 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 They're probably doing better. <laughs> yeah. that's the thing you're like why am I making all these changes you know and there, there used to be a version of um, there's the I think it's the Guardian one all the times they have an online one and they continue to do points of your first team of the season they'll just continue to show it and you're like I'm, I'm doing so much better with just my original team I should have just left it it's, yeah. it's such a head fuck 
Still, still got to love it though. Results league and fantasy football will never stop. Yeah, well, I just can't wait for Champions League draft to come back. That's me. Yeah, love that game. Everyone loves points. Are you happy with that fantasy football talk, Dan? Sure, yeah. As long as we just remind everyone how much better I am, then I'm good. There you go. I haven't really got anything else except fun feedback for. Yep. Do yeah. It. Go yep. for it. In my, I, I, I usually go first, don't I? It's been so long. Um, in my front three this week is the NFL. Oh, thank God I have three front threes because that was one of mine. Good for you. NFL, just um, just is fucking amazing, isn't it? This season has been outstanding. Good. And we've just been through, and I've, you know, I listen to a lot of American pods, sports pods and that. And it's just, everyone's just raving. This might be the best weekend in NFL playoffs history. Every game went down to the wire. Some of the games weren't high scoring, but always the fourth quarter. There were, I think there were two two kicks to out of the four games, two games, there was a, a game-winning field goal in the last two to three seconds to finish it off with the Chiefs versus the Bills, who just absolutely put on a show, particularly in the fourth quarter. Two, is there any sport where the last minute of the game is so important and so much happens? Is there any other sport? Basketball. Well, well the last minute does last. About ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah <laughs> the last minute. Of, but it's like there was seventeen. There was seventeen points in two minutes. Yeah, it's a weird one trying to quantify the time aspect of NFL. It, yeah. It's been great. I must admit, what the seeing the highlights of the Chiefs game reminded That's... me. I hate overtime in in NFL. Oh, the rule is so. That's a coin toss mattered more so dumb, <laughs> it's like, yeah. like what it's like it reminds me of golden and goal yeah i never liked golden goal and goal. it just yeah. didn't work what and, and the way that alan was playing you're like he he can come back and score yeah, again absolutely which is brutal and uh, you know put that aside because i think everyone just fucking overplays yeah it's a bad rule it's been bad for years what are you gonna fucking do but yeah they, they aren't the problem is with other sports outside of the nfl is because Obviously, the sports we have here is once the ball goes out of bounds or something like that. You know, there's there's no yeah. defined clock time. So you don't get that level of excitement, the same that you do with basketball, even uh, NFL or basketball with a, you know, last minute shot and that kind of stuff. Um, just fucking great. You, you get last minute thing. Like it happened last week, yeah. um, Marcus Man. Rashford, right? Last Rashford. kick of the game, Rashford scored that goal. Yeah, but there's, there's a difference between like a play that finishes the game and some time afterwards, an absolute buzzer beat where you, you know, imagine it's like a penalty. You know, if you're on a penalty shootout and it's the last penalty, as soon as you score that one, you can run and celebrate. You know, it's definitive where it's, you know, you can score that last minute goal and then there's some time in between and then you cheer. Well, Probably that, doesn't make that much of a difference. Blew the whistle. He scored yeah. the goal, went to the, and they didn't even kick off. Like, yeah. Went to the right. middle and blew the whistle. But, um, but yeah. no, NFL, NFL, fantastic. It's been a great season. Uh, the, the playoffs is that's that's why playoffs are so good in, in American sports. Who's winning, All it? Who's winning it? I said before this weekend, and I'm, I'll reiterate it just so you know, you know, you can verify this, Dan. I'm not lying. I said whoever's going to win out of the Chiefs and the Bills is going to win the NFL, so therefore I have to say the Chiefs. I probably agree. I don't see any, I don't see how you can stop Mahomes, it's, it's ridiculous. <sighs> No, 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 not at all. And the, and some of the bigger teams went out, like the Titans. You know, they were one of the better teams this season. They went out. Green Bay went out, one of the better teams. And LA, then you guys got players about. LA Rams could do it. Maybe could the end of could get close, but I still don't see how they'd stop him. But. Well, the idea is, how can you outscore the Chiefs? No. Then that's it. You, you have know, to stop them. Example. You can't outscore them. You have to stop them. Somehow. You can't stop them. They're ridiculous, yeah. So, very good. Anyway, um. For uh, day, but playoffs, I could I could imagine playoffs working in the Premier League, you know. Well, that's what basically what any cup game is, right? Knockout stages. No, but what I mean is because the I think if the if all these top leagues become so dominant for so many years, which they might do now with the Bayerns and the Real Madrid, whatever, they may eventually look at like championship style playoff at the end of the year, like or MLS style. It actually works really well. You get the top six or whatever, and then there's rugby, rugby do it, don't they? They do it. Uh, almost uh, lots of sports do it, except for football. Well. And you get like um, in all of those leagues that do it, the MLS, wherever. Like you get like over the last ten years, eight different winners. And you know because there's there's a chance, but otherwise you just get the same winners over and over. I think, I think the, the issue in football is you don't really get neutrals. So the idea of having a final celebration in the Premier League would would essentially come down to two sets of fans. Where in other sports, I think there's a bit more neutral mm. support like to it. So yeah, I could imagine. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, like a Chelsea that's like Tottenham the playoff League. final. 
Champions League is a little bit different, I'd, I'd say, mainly because you could end up with two teams that aren't in your league, so you're not associated to. So, yeah, Champions League works. But, yeah, if the Premier League had a top playoff and it ended up like a Chelsea-Tottenham final, everyone outside of Chelsea and Tottenham wouldn't really care. Oh, I don't know. I think, I think you'd still watch it, wouldn't you? Oh, watch it! Yeah, it it depends. It depends. I think I think it would take some getting used to, but the whole kind of idea about that teams have how they build a football team would have to change. It just doesn't work. Yeah, would I enjoy the spectacle? No, like FA Cup final day. They try and they've tried the last few years on BBC to make it a big thing where they put the show on at at lunchtime and kickoffs at. I just don't think it's. I just don't think English people would respond to it. Americans and English people are just different, and it's like you want something a bit more downplayed. I don't really want to spend. Two and a half hours watching a football match. Well, no, it's not yeah. what I'm suggesting. It's more the, the concept of a playoff to enable more equality across the teams. I mean, yeah. When you start having top seven or eight clubs, I could see it happening. That's all I'm saying. Maybe, maybe. It'll just be the same fucking teams. It'll be just Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and, and Man United. Yeah, but, it, but it wouldn't. Like, look what's happened to the Championship. It's made the Championship an amazing city, like league. Mm, mm, maybe. That's how you take the top teams out of it each year. <laughs> a, yeah there is that yeah true <laughs> and my back four yeah. in my back four this week is Snow White also oh, yeah she's lonely Snow White um, Disney are going to be rethinking their words dwarves in their newest um, live action depiction of Snow White and the seven Literally. people the seven seven people, I'm guessing. Uh, Peter Dinklage, well-known um, um, and established dwarf, uh, if I can say that, of notable fame from Game of Thrones and, and, yeah. and, and, Elf. Um, and Elf and anything else he's been tiny in. Um, he just he was on a podcast and he was talking about how, like, he was talk, moaning about how Disney aren't being progressive in the fact that they're still using the words dwarves. And... Um, I don't know. I mean, am I, this is just one of the things we just like, one person says something again and it's like, they got to rethink everything. It's just, it's a fucking story. I mean, they're fucking dwarves. Your dwarf, they're dwarves. Let's call a spade a spade, huh? Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, what are you going to do? They're just going to have like a cast of seven, like, like United Colours of Benetton, six foot four. Yeah. Fucking one's Chinese, one's African, one's English, one's just because it's supposed. To, you know what are they get? What what's? I don't know what they're aiming for, isn't it? It's like it's a it, yeah. I I have real mixed feelings about this whole thing because they're just doing live actions to cash in on the new generation who, you know, like we can't we can't spurt out our old films because they're no longer with the times. So then what? Uh, uh, Peter Dinklage was saying was. At Disney, they were high fiving and patting each other on the back for getting the first like Latino Snow White, while about to portray the wolves as cave living. Um, what like, if they were black dwarves? It's um, well, yeah. I but the the thing is, I I, I really don't care. I, I this is what you get, isn't it? It's like you want to remake something and you want to be, you want to do it in a certain way this is what comes with that territory isn't it now you've got to find a new way of doing it the original story of snow white is is a pretty raw story anyway the brothers grim version anyway um so if they want they could go back and do that original one where snow white gets uh yeah doesn't let's just say it's not doesn't go too well for her and um <laughs> yeah so uh, they could just stay true to the original but then it'd just be a horror film <laughs> yeah good film that's me. Nice. Mark, got any? All right. Uh, yeah. In my um, front three is, uh, let me get it up, is... That's what she said. Carl Hipperchen, if you know who this guy is. So no, he won please. a raf- raffle ticket. Uh, he, he got a raffle ticket, won a raffle to be part of SpaceX's trip. And... Um, I found out on uh, just before that he was too fat to go to space. <laughs> so um, a once in a lifetime trip, he got told uh, he's too fat. He's five foot ten, so he's he's my height, a bit taller than you guys, and um, weighs three hundred and thirty pounds. And uh, three hundred and thirty what pounds? Wow. And then um, 
<sighs> had to try and what, try what and else cut... would it be kilos yeah. <laughs> had to try and cut weight to the 250 pound limit which just was too much so his roommate ended up going instead so what a win for the roommate and hopefully this is a life-changing moment for carl and yeah uh... well personally i think that spacex is just not being inclusive of uh big-boned people and uh i find it very offensive as a fat fuck as well yeah, they need they need to rebuild their rockets. Clearly, bigger yeah. doors. If they want to get all the people off the earth, they need to they need to realize what America's like. I think we need a bigger boat. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it's like because clearly clearly I wonder how they came up with this conclusion because clearly weight's not an issue. You're going to be zero gravity. So is it like they're concerned that all the freeze dried food will be gone in the first half an hour? <laughs> no, it'll be the size of the suit. Uh, surely it'll be that. I think yeah. I think maybe there's confusion because in the film Wally all the people are just fat like fucks who, who've got crap bone but that happened yeah. once they were in space i think this guy did it the wrong way around i think he thought he yeah. had to be like that to go up <laughs> so, uh, so yeah unlucky for him oh man that's good though good story Funny. good story yeah good story. my my back for this week is i don't know if any of you read about the young irish guy who took his uncle to the post office to to collect his pension and then uh Turns out it was a corpse. His, his uncle was actually dead. <laughs> he tried it's to weekend at Bernie's. What's going on? So, so he's tried to cash out his pension, and and then the staff were he like, brought the dead body with him. Yeah. Um. So, so since then, the police have come out and said, "Oh, it looks like his uncle could have died just before he got there." So actually, he may have left with his uncle alive. So it, they're not. So they're saying they don't suspect what? foul play. That's worse. But, but then the cashier was like something's up here <laughs> this, this... Yeah, just a little bit <laughs> yes, uh... the, so, um... the person behind there was like he talks to me all the time and he was just so quiet i thought i offended him so yeah so in um in an interview with the news he said well of course i didn't know he, he was dead i'm not in egypt was <laughs> the quote from the guy <laughs> um, but yeah so so half half the internet think he's tried one on here he's he's tried to get the last check out of his his uncle's pension but the the police say it's too close to call so they can't they won't investigate any further so, said the case is dead yeah it's a cold case so yeah that's what i was gonna go with people are, people are I, took you to, I took you back four what no you took my line i was gonna <laughs> say it was a cold case you beat me to it uh right in my um there were so many things potentially in my back four from Boris to Conservatives to inflation to Russia to the Fed. I just decided I was going to do... He's, list, he's just listed all my front hey. three, but there you go. Well, I was just going to do front three. Hey, we don't badmouth because... Boris on here. He's a... I remember you saying he couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery, but it's <laughs> too wrong, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Um, but a good news story. Uh, my front three this week is Dave Riding. Uh, do you know why Dave Riding is made British history yesterday? If, if you say he's a jockey or uh, something like that. No, of course not. Oh. He won the uh, Great Britain's first ever downhill slalom ski gold for the World Cup. Uh, did you know the Winter Olympics starts next week? I don't no, know. I heard about that. I heard about it. and I'm, Yeah, because they started competitions already. And um, yeah, no, I, I, I knew it was starting. I didn't care. Yeah, well, I know but... it's it's in Beijing because that's that's usually all they'll ask in a pub quiz is where is it held? Yeah, so where like, is Beijing? It? That's all I need to know. Uh, so it starts next Friday. But Dave Riding yesterday, the first man ever, British man, to win a gold in the um, downhill ski World Cup downhill ski in the qualities for the Euro- uh, uh, Olympics. So massive congratulations! Why is this in your back four? No, it's my front three. I'm saying congratulations oh. to him. Oh, sure you started with your back four. I yeah. said there were so many things in, that we could talk about in the back four that I didn't want to talk about any of them. I'm just going to talk about fundraising instead. So congratulations uh, to Dave Riding. Uh, and the other thing that um, happened this week... That's like the worst fund free ever. Who cares? Broke British history. We're coming We're coming for you, Norway. I like the Olympics. I actually... you know, you know. know. I like the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, and go somewhere else. No, but have you ever watched the Winter Olympics? It's really. So, a do you know what? There, no. There'll be certain things I could watch, but I watched that 
cross country ski one. Oh, don't watch that. Oh, that on. was. It's <laughs> like watching. I was like, like, like watching I, power the only thing I could do was like appreciate this looks hard because <laughs> it looked hard like they were struggling and that's uh, well i do I, I do like i do like bob slaying and the single one the skeleton that that looked yeah. pretty intense yeah. uh, i i really like the winter olympics because we because we don't get exposed to it a lot you see stuff and you're like this some of these are nuts like the skeleton it's like, oh, this is just absolutely crazy they just go down hundreds of miles an hour like nuts um, but i really like the winter olympics so i was very excited that that's coming back next week um uh, another one was NFL playoff. Another big thing that happened this week was um, it was the two-year anniversary of um, Kobe Bryant's crash, if you remember. And did you see the um, statue that they've made of him and his daughter? So you know how, like, there's been some... They dodgy tell me it was Ronaldo's maker. Right, so there's been some dodgy statues, right? There was the Michael Jackson one at Fulham, there was Ronaldo's one. This isn't exactly like him, but to be fair, there's something quite heartwarming. There's him and his daughter. It's quite a heartwarming, like, statue, actually. I quite like it. Uh, of all the bad statues that have been made, I think they've done all right. If you Google it, you'll see. Where is it? Uh, it's, they've, weirdly, they've put it on the site where the crash happened, which is, I don't know why they did that. A bit morbid. Uh, really, really morbid. But, um, yeah, poured out, obviously. Um, just thought, two years. I can't believe it's been two years since that happened. I don't really I, like when it. I saw that the other day, I was like, my goodness, where's the time gone? crazy right yeah. Absolutely. it's weird to think this time two years ago was pre-covid really it's like so yeah so when you say two years i feel like oh it feels longer because it was before pandemic and yeah before the world changed life was so much better back then wasn't it it really was it really was uh and then my only other fun story for this week which i thought was awesome is what is this fun story week what's he on yeah, about uh, well we, we'd start seven weeks worth of stuff uh, um, front, front free isn't fun free. Like, what's that? well, but go on. You started now. Just front free back for things I've think about. Yeah, just basically interesting stuff I've come across. Um, well, well, get to the interesting stuff then, please. Well, you're not going to like this either, then. If you don't think any of the other ones are interesting, um, but we finally had our first ever robot that has done its own operation, start to finish, um, without any human intervention. We finally have robots that can operate on people and work without any human intervention, which is something they've been trying to do for years, and they've finally done it. Um, so the robots are finally taking over. And so they've done it on a person, not another robot. No, not on a robot. I think it was on animals. It wasn't on people. Uh, okay. It's obviously risky, but um, I think it, they operated on four animals, and all four were completely successful. So soon enough, we will if not a robot need oper- If a robot operates on another robot, is it a doctor? And if it <laughs> operates on a person, <laughs> it's a mechanic. <laughs> um, that is... but, but we can agree this one's a vet because you said it was animals. Yeah. That, that's consistent. <laughs> I, don't what, I don't know what to tell you. Um, and, if yeah, he, and if he's in a boat, then he's a sailor. Yeah. He's got wheels, he's a bicycle. You're obviously enjoying my stories, but I'll stop there because you can give a crap. So, no, no, please tell me about what's it, David Ryder again? I want to hear more. Uh, that's my that's my news. I thought that was a really nice story, Dave Ryder. First ever gold in skiing. That's awesome. I mean, I'll just take your word for it then. I guess you had to be there, right? I think it'll be one that will marinate because if I if we get into the Olympics, we'll be like, oh, great story. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, if, he will. if I try and watch it and it's terrible, uh, it... he will be in the Olympics and it's gonna be great. <clears throat> it's probably one of those stories that have got a bit of a snowball effect, isn't it? Very good. <laughs> Any more puns before we go? <laughs> now I've run out. Right. Um great to be back. Right? Yeah. Usually the first one's pretty shit, and I enjoyed that one. Good. Uh we will see you in three weeks' time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After the break, it's our winter break now. <laughs> yeah. We got no football, international break, yeah. FA Cup, who cares? Carabao Cup. <laughs> Take it as a bubble football. Do you know? I, I've been keeping an eye. We're really creeping up close to our hundredth episode. And since then, I feel like we've done like four episodes in as many months. Honestly, it's uh, it's not good. But we're what creeping up. We are. What are we on? We're on like um, eighteen. Uh, we're on line ninety three, maybe. Oh, what we're we doing for? Our, we're doing a, a live, live studio audience. For so this this one is our ninetieth episode. We've got nine more. Well, 
that's what I was thinking. I was like, we should do something. We should maybe do a one in person again. Or, or do something. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, thanks. Oh. I'm kidding. Uh, well, obviously, we're allowed to now. <laughs> we're allowed yeah, to now. We'll try and get somewhere and get a little panel going. And yeah. Get, like, it'll be like COVID. We'll get the cardboard fans out. Let's, let's, let's get a crowd. Let's get let's get people yeah. over. Let's have a few drinks and just talk about it. What is it they did in um, in the Peter Crouch podcast? They went to the Indian. They all had an Indian and uh, uh, beers and did it yeah, while having an Indian. So why don't we get a, like go for dinner with some friends and do it then? Do it on location. Could yeah. do that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, happy to love you and Levy. We will see you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye, no bye, Mark.